Proverbs chapter 15, and then we're going to look at a couple verses after that. If you could keep put your finger in Matthew 13, would be good. And um, after that, how about Hebrews chapter 2? Proverbs 15, Matthew 13, Hebrews 2. Let me know when you're ready to read in Proverbs chapter 15, just going to look at a couple verses, something that God just put on my, on my mind and my heart. You know, um, Tony said it today about I'm the most, I don't know what you say, richest or wealthiest. Amen. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about uh, having something. Amen. That's what God does. God gives us things that we didn't have. And he not only changes us, but he gives us great things. We have, we have so many blessings. We sit here and we and we give praises for our blessings. But, but the things that we get from God really changes us and makes us wealthy. It makes us really rich. I just want to look at a couple of verses. Look at Proverbs chapter 15, verse 10. We'll read from 10 to 17. It says, correction is grievous. Brian, can you turn me down a hair, please? It says, correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And he that hateth reproof shall die. I'm not preaching on this verse, but correction is, is really, really a great thing. To be, have someone that loves you enough to correct you. And to have a God that is so perfect that you can know that everything He tries to tell you to correct you is perfect. Amen? Like everything He tries to tell us not to do or to do, we know that it's 100% perfect. And we put all of our faith in that. But people that don't want to be corrected by God, I'm telling you, I feel really sorry for them. I feel very sorry for them. Verse 11 says, Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? The Lord sees all the souls in hell. He sees it. He sees the destruction of people's lives. I've got to witness and see the destruction of marriages, of families, because of alcohol, because of drugs. To absolutely destroy the entire fabric of a family, of a life, and it breaks my heart. I could imagine when God sees it all over the world. He sees hell and He sees destruction. Luke says, how much more then does He see our hearts? How, if He can see the suffering that's in hell, and He can see the destruction that's in the, in the world, how much more does He see our hearts? And that's what it's really about. He sees what's going on in our hearts. And our Father is so amazing and so good And he knows what he's doing when it comes to working in the hearts of human beings. We are not like angels. We're not like anything else. We are created in his image and in his likeness. And he has redeemed us unto himself to make something out of nothing. We were nothing, no good for anything. And he's going to make us to be like God is. That just blows my mind. For that to happen, some serious things have got to happen in my life. Some serious things have got to happen in your life. And how does God do it? He looks on our hearts and He sees what we need. The problem is, what we think we need is kisses, hugs, and and butterflies. We need more money. And we need, if I just had more money, if I just had a better husband, if I just had a better job, you know what I mean? We think those are the things, and God knows it's not. Keep reading. It says, A scorner loveth not one that reproves him, neither will he 
go unto the wise. You know, a scorner is never happy. A person who's a scorner is never a happy person. And I don't want you, I'll tell you what, when, when we're going to get down, let me read and then I'll, then I'll say it. It says in verse 13, a merry heart maketh cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. A merry heart. You know what one of the greatest gifts you can be is happy? One of the greatest treasures you can be is content. One of the greatest treasures in all the world from all the riches wouldn't matter if you have a hundred, two hundred billion dollars. If you're not happy, what good is it? If you don't have a merry heart, what good is it? And it's, it's about reality that we've got to come to understand that it's what we think we need to make us happy is not really cutting it. Because having a merry heart even makes your face look good. What I mean by that is because there's scientific proof that people that, have a, that are happy, they don't wrinkle as much. They don't, you know, you, know, you ever hear sourpuss? You know what I mean? Where do you think that came from? People are sourpusses. They're all, you know, like, like Joe Biden. I mean, like uh, that puppet, that guy looks like Joe Biden. I don't know. Whatever his name is, yeah. But a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. A merry heart makes your face happy. A merry heart makes you prettier, ladies. A merry heart makes you more handsome, men. Brian's raising his hand. It makes you heal fast. It's very good. And we'll, look, we'll talk about that in a second. But look what it says. The heart of him that has understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. I want you to understand that you need a good diet of knowledge. You need to get in your heart to have a merry heart. You need to know truth and not foolish, just foolishness. This world is full of foolishness. The internet's full of foolishness. Our thoughts are foolish. Our hearts are foolish. So much foolishness. And we pay a lot of attention to that foolishness that does nothing for us yet. But God says, if you were hunger after knowledge, that knowledge will give you something of strength. We prayed for strength. We prayed for courage. We prayed for boldness. That comes through knowledge. And we ought to, we ought to, to be a happy person. To be, to be a content and, a, and a, uh, 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 just a want, have, the, have something important inside of us. Have treasure in us that the world can have. We need knowledge. And that knowledge comes from the book. And I'm so glad people gave praises. Thank you for this book. Amen. Thank you for this Bible. Without this Bible, we would have nothing. We wouldn't know anything. So knowledge is so important. You, all of us need to get knowledge. Thank you for being here on a Wednesday night. Thank you for coming to the men's Bible study. Thank you for coming doing the ladies. Whatever knowledge you can get from this book is going to make you happy. It's going to bring something to you that you can't get anywhere else. Everything else is just foolishness. It might, it, it might make you smile and a joke, but it's not going to give anything to your heart and soul. Look what it says. It says, all the days of the inflicted are evil. All the days of those people that have a hard heart, Hard heart, heavy heart, sorrowful heart. All those that don't have joy, it's evil. All those that don't have a heart full of love and joy and peace in their heart, their days are evil. And the thing is, is I'll tell you what, I never had those things until I met Jesus Christ. And He, he, took, he gave me some things. He took things from me, amen, that were, that were really hurting my life. He took them from me. He set me free from them that were making my life miserable. Then he added some things in that I didn't have. I was lonely. I've never been lonely again. I was bored. I've never been bored. I got more to do than I've ever had to do in my life. Amen. And, you know, it's like, I get bored. Are you kidding me? I have so much to do and God has given me purpose and he's given me so much. God is so good. 
And I appreciate on Wednesday nights you guys giving praises for that. Because he is. You can't tell the outside world. You can't tell lost people how good God is because they're just looking at your house and your car and your bank account. Or they're looking at your face. And I'll tell you right now, a smile on your face goes a long way. Really long way. I'm looking at Jennifer's smile right now. It's a good smile. Amen. She's got a smile. And it doesn't matter if you got cancer, you can smile. If you got broke as broke as brokenness there is, you can smile. Amen. If your car broke down, you can smile. If you don't have if you only got two peanuts to eat, you can break those two peanuts and say, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And even, I mean we have something that the world can't understand. And it gets down to this. Look what it says in verse 16. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Amen. I, I, I want you to think about this is where I got the message. Treasure or trouble? You know what I mean? Which one do you want? Treasure or trouble? And the truth of the matter is the treasures of the Lord aren't the things in monetary value. Even though God will provide. He'll provide everything for you. But what did he say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And those things that added to it, right? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Try Just seek God. Try to please God. Try to learn about God. Try to do everything God. And God takes care of you. He, t- he gives you more than you could ever imagine before. Even you might say, I don't have but $100 in the account, but I feel like I have everything I could ever want. Isn't that great to be that? My bills are paid? That's never happened in my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, how? I don't I get it. I know how much I make. How is it that I can pay my bills? You know what I mean? I remember before worrying, stressing. Oh no, life stinks. I need a drink. You know, it's like, man, that's no way to live. That's trouble. I had nothing but trouble in my old life. I got a lot of treasure now. Can I tell you something? Be honest with you. I come in on Wednesday night. I don't know who's coming. It's good to see all your faces here tonight. You guys are my treasure. You bring great joy in my heart. On Sunday morning when I see people all come in, I, I cannot even tell you the joy and that, that satisfaction and the, I don't know, the per, everything just in there. Money, you can't give me money. Money's great. I, I like money just like everyone else. You gave me $1,000, I'd be like, thank you. But that $1,000 doesn't bring what I get from just seeing your faces in church. I mean that. And just how much more does your, seeing God, God seeing his children happy, what it does for his heart. Treasure or trouble? You know, if you look over in verse 6, it says, In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is what? Trouble. Treasure or trouble. And, and, and I like it where it says this. It says in verse 17, Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. Better is having like a, a, a dinner of parsley where people love you. Than having a feast, a feast, and people hate and contention. You ever been to contentions? It's horrible. It's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. You know what? But it's, I want you to know, and this is a true statement, you are loved here. And you're not just loved here. You're loved when you leave too. But I mean like, I truly love you guys. And I respect every single one of you. And I love you. Ten million times more God does. And each one that's here loves one another. And, and they're happy to see you. These guys back there, they praise God for my, my, Donna said, for my church family. You look over and you see them. Riley playing the piano. Raven on her birthday. Brian being here. You know, my wife, just, you look amazing tonight. I don't know what it is. You look so pretty. And, and it's having a bunch of Heathers here. You know what I mean? Lisa's here. I can go on and on. You guys, I'm being, I'm being dead serious. This is a, this is a big deal. To have this kind of joy 
And this kind of, and you sit there, and that's what it says about a scorner loves not. A scorner, I'd hate to be a scorner. You know what scorners are? Scorners are not happy people. Can I get an amen? They, scorners have lack of love. They have contempt. And this is what the Bible or the dictionary says that contempt is. It means extreme contempt. It means disdain, which springs from a person's opinion of the meaning of an object. How? A, the person's opinion of an object. You. A person's opinion of you. Who cares they were in church? What does that do to me? A scorner is someone that they can't get happy over anything. They, because, you know why? It, it says a person's opinion of the, of the meaning of an object or its worth. You see, a scorner doesn't think other people mean anything. They're not worth anything to them. Or those who think that they know better, or those who think they know more, or those who think I'm right, and you are all idiots. I mean, they don't say that, but they, they think that inside. You know, the Bible says in Romans 12, 3, it says to think of yourself, you ought not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Because God's looking at you and he sees your heart and he knows that you're nothing but a wicked, no good sinner and you have no joy in there. There's no, if you open your heart, there's no treasure in there. There's nothing but trouble in there. And then you can go to a person, it doesn't matter who you are, and you got some, you got some love in you and you got some joy and, and you have peace and, you know, like... Uh, um, I don't know who was it. Who was it? It was uh, Michelle with the clouds. Michelle was, Michelle was having a, jo- a great time just over looking at clouds. You know, and, and, and you just have peace and you have joy. And people can have so much money in the bank or the best looking cars or whatever. And they have nothing but trouble in their heart. Trouble with this, trouble with that, trouble with this. If you have trouble with people, please listen to me. If you're having trouble with people, the problem is you. It's not them, it's you. Let them have all the trouble, but you shouldn't have any trouble, people. And I'm being serious. Why should you uh, let other people control how you act, feel, or, or anything else? See, that's what a scorner does. A scorner looks at somebody and finds all the faults and, and uses those faults that they find in everybody and in everything, and they carry it around, and all they got is trouble in their heart. I, I'm telling you, scorners are the most unhappiest people in the world. You know, they... Um, those who think they know better, more, or right, they shall never taste of God's true mercies, His goodness, or His grace. Because they cannot even appreciate it. The Bible says, do not cast your pearls before swine. God's not going to cast His grace and mercies before someone that wouldn't even appreciate it. You say, who cares what God did? You know, you go up and you say, hi, how you doing? Oh man, this, this guy over here and this guy over here and this did this, I can't believe it. And you're like, well, praise God. What do you mean, praise God? Like, and, and that's all they have is trouble. And you can pick which one you want. But I'll tell you, I'll take the treasure anytime. Because the Bible says where my heart is, there my treasure is. And where is my heart? Bingo! Jesus, amen? And I got him. I got And guess what, Anton? When I do something wrong and mess up... God is right there to say, all right, Mike, what'd you do? I'm so sorry, I messed up. Yeah, you did. I love you, Mike. You're going to do that again? I'm going to try not to help me. And he's right there for us all the time. What a great treasure we have. I want you to, uh, to think about, the, about having a great treasure. What is great treasure to you? What is great treasure? I think of great treasure now as love. If I can have a whole lot of love, I'm feeling really good. I'm serious. If I, my heart's full of love, I feel, I feel good. 
I feel great. I got love. I got joy. I got a peace about me. And I don't think there's money can buy that. I really don't. And that's what God gives you. Great treasure. If it be in you, it will be in your helm. If you have this treasure in you, it will be in your home. It will be in your marriage. It will be in your business. It will be in your family. Because you have a great treasure. Turn with me if you would. Matthew chapter 12. I know I told you 13, but you're going there too anyway. So you might as well go to 12. Matthew chapter 12. Look in verse 35 with me, please. It says, a good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, what's he do? He brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. You see, if you've got the treasure of God, of Christ, you can bring it out and bring it to home. Why would you want to go home? Why don't you come to church and say, praise Jesus, love the Lord, and then go home and yell at somebody? Why do you go home, you know, say, Jesus, I love, I have love, and I have joy, and I peace. Then you go home, and, and you're angry at your children, or your dog, or your wife, or your husband. What? Why? Well, I thought you had good treasure in there. See, it depends on what's in your heart comes out. And you know who knows the best? Your wife knows the best. Your husband knows the best. Your family knows the best. See those children over there? They may look dumb, but they're not. See those three? Yeah, Mo, Larry, and Curly. They may look dumb, but they're not. They see everything. They hear everything. They know everything. You want to know what your problem is? Go ask your children. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, honestly, tell them, say, what, 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 what's wrong with me? You know, like what? And, and they won't tell you because they'll be afraid to. Because you'll probably stab them with a fork. But the... But if they, if they know that you, you really want to know, ask your children. They see everything. Your home should, should show what's the treasure in your heart. And that's just, it's just a fact. Look at Termin chapter 13, Matthew 13. Look in verse 45 with me, please. I'm, well, read 44. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure... Hidden a field, the which when a man has found, he hides it, and for joy thereof, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. What is he trying to tell you? He's saying, when you have a treasure, love, joy, peace, you ought to get, make sure that you, nothing happens to it. You ought to really, really treasure your treasure, if you know what I mean. Look at the next verse. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You know, you heard of the thing, the pearl of great price. That's what Jesus said, that he looks on us. He sees our hearts. And he sees what treasure we can be. I don't care who you are. You can be grumpy, still skin. You can be angry, Mister uh, Angry Man. God can change that heart and turn you from a grump to an absolute pleasure. There's only one thing stopping you, and it's you. God loves you. I mean, He loves you. I love it when I hear Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak. But he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I was in the bathroom. Not doing the night. I was just in the bath. And I was singing this song. And it was in my heart. It's nice to know that God loves you. He loves you just the way you are. Amen. That, let that sink in some to some of you. And maybe some of that, that contention and maybe some of that strife will start to go away. It says that God is seeking pearls. And I, I, I will hurry up. Pearls are formed from irritation. A pearl of great price. Pearls are formed from irritating things. And that's why God sees our hearts and He knows exactly what we need. Romans 8.28 says, For we know that all things work together for good. That means all those irritating, no good things that you wish didn't happen. Amen. The guy cut me off. The kids, the cat peeing all over the place. I, I, I wouldn't have that in my house anyway, so I can't even go there. I was just giving whatever irritating things. There's, you know what it's doing? It's working patience in you. Who said amen? Where are you at? Over there. Remember we talked about patience last time? And, and patience is a very great trouble, uh, a treasure. God is, is seeking pearls, and pearls are formed by irritation. And most jewelry and everything that we have is fashioned out of precious metals. Amen? And the jewels that are in those metals are found buried in the earth. But pearls are found inside of living creatures. Pearls are a result of a biological process that the, it's the oyster's way of protecting itself from a foreign object. It's the oyster's way of protecting itself from an irritating thing. Let me finish and get this. A pearl of great price is formed inside of you when you learn how to protect yourself from the irritating thing. You don't get rid of the irritating thing. The irritating thing doesn't get out of your life. You learn how to protect yourself from it. You learn how to cover over it. You learn how to cover it and cover it and cover it. And the more you cover it with love, the more you just love on that irritation, I don't care what that irritation is, you have got to learn to protect yourself from it. Patience covers. Love definitely covers because the Bible says love covers all sin. I want you to think about the oyster's way of protecting itself from a foreign object, from a grain of sand, is it, it's irritating. And if you, in case you didn't know, and I know most of you do, pearls are formed inside of oysters, and they're, and they're formed by a grain of sand that gets inside. You know how the oyster's gooey in there? It's soft. That, irrita- that's, that one grain of sand starts to irritate it, so they start to secrete, secrete a thing that's called NARS, N-A-R-C-E. And it, they use it, it's NARS. Other people's name for it is Mother of Pearl. And they secrete this, this thing that they have the ability to secrete. But it never forms a pearl unless there's an irritation. It's just an oyster. Nobody cares about it. It's an ugly looking shell on the bottom of the earth. But when an irritating thing, when God puts a something in your life that's irritating... He's allowing us to produce something that we normally wouldn't have produced. Forgiveness, mercy, grace, love, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. To on that irritation. And as we're secreting something that God knows we're capable of producing. But without that irritating thing, we would not produce it. And God lets 
that irritation happen inside of your life, whatever that irritating thing is, God's put it inside of you so that you can secrete something amazing. And the more you keep secreting the love on the problem, the person that hates you, the person that causes your pain, love on them. Tell them you love them. Say thank you to them. When they spit in your face, say thank you. What? Almost sounds like Jesus said if they smack you in the face, turn your other cheek. What? It's almost like when Jesus said, when the Roman soldier makes you carry his pack for a mile, carry it for two miles. What? Yeah, you have no idea what the human body, what the human being is capable of. The great love, the great sacrifice as children that have got murdered. I hope and pray because Apostle Paul was murdering men, women, and children before that irritating. The Bible says Jesus met him on the road and he said, stop kicking against the pricks. He's meaning you're hurting yourself, aren't you? Because you're convicting yourself. How could you go in, any human being, and murder a child and it not bother you? What happens is, is scorners, they coat over that with hatred, with anger, with this and that, and they become a really evil thing. But a child of God or a good person of any kind, when somebody has given you an irritation, have you ever been irritated by somebody? Nah, never happens, right? God gives us a chance to secrete something. Mercy. The Bible says don't let mercy forsake you. God's mercies are new every morning. I get mercy from God every day, Anton, and I thank him for it. And he's given me so much mercy. He says, now, Mike, give that person that's bothering you, give them mercy. Try it. See, what makes God so have that treasure is because he's got full of mercy. He's full of love. He's full of all the good things. He's so rich with it. And what he does, he pours it out on us. Amen? And then what happens to us, we're like the guy in the story that Jesus said there was a man that owed his master a hundred million dollars. And he went to him and the guy grabbed him and he put him in front of him and said, where's my money? He says, oh man, I don't have it. Please just be patient with me and I'll get it for you. And he said, throw him into prison. And the guy said, please, please have mercy on me. And the guy that he owed, he owed the money to, he went, you know what, I feel sorry for you. I'm going to just forgive you the whole debt. You don't owe me anything. What? hundred million? You're free to go. You don't owe me anything. God bless you. And the guy goes off, and then some guy owes him ten bucks, and he grabs him by the neck and says, where's that ten bucks you owe me? And the, and, the, and the Bible says that the people around it saw it, went and told the guy that he just, and the guy got mad because I forgave you all that, and you wouldn't even forgot, give the guy ten bucks? You know what I'm saying? And, and he throws them into prison. But we're like that. God dumps on us so much forgiveness, so much mercy, and then we can't forgive anybody. We don't mercy on anybody. And, and that God's using that irritation in your lives so you can secrete something great. And that irritation can become your greatest pearl, your greatest prize. I'll tell you what, Tony, I've been in irritation in God. I've been, I've been worse than a grain of sand to him. But you know what he does? He keeps covering me with love and mercy and grace. And, and he's been doing it for so long. Now he says, look at that. That's, that's one of my pearls down here. That's a pearl of great price. That knucklehead, do you see him, what he was when he was young? Do you see what that knucklehead was? Did you see what he used to do? Look at him now. He's up there preaching about me. What? How'd that happen? 
You see, you see that guy Tony down there? You see that guy Joe? Look, now they're out there talking on the streets about me. You see Heather and Mary over there? I mean, we are the pearls of great price. Not because of anything that we have done, but because God's giving us, putting his mercy and his grace and his love on us. And his nurse, his mother of pearl, has covered up on us. And God looks down on us and he goes, that's my daughter. That's my son. Because we are pearls of great price to him. And all we have to do now is to realize the truth and have knowledge of that and start to do what Jesus said to do and have mercy on everybody else. Have you been irritated this week? Have you? Well, yeah, you got irritations living in your house. You have a rat problem. You have an infestation problem. Certain things don't need to be loved. They need to be killed. Like rats and cockroaches. Amen? They don't belong in your house. I, but, but, who am I? I'm not God. God knows exactly. I mean, if you can show mercy and grace to people that won't leave your own home, you must have some a lot of love inside of you, sister. My point to that is I think you can all get the point. Amen. I want you to realize that this mother of pearl covers all sins. Turn with me and we'll hurry up and finish. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Sometimes I get up here talking, I forget the time, I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 says this, For it became him, meaning Christ, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Christ became perfect through his sufferings. How many people spit at him? How many people called him names? How many people called his mother names? How many people whipped him? Beat the crown of thorns on his head. You're talking evil, evil people. And what did he do? He just gave them his back. And it was through his sufferings, God said he was made perfect. He is the captain of our salvation. You know, it... Many things make us perfect. But you know what Matthew 5 says? And I won't you know, return there. But Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Blessed are ye. He said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. He said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the persecuted. Blessed when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. I'm just telling you, you got a lot of irritations. Well, you need, all you, what you need to do is have some mother of pearl in there, amen? You need to just, just put the love and the mercy that God's given you and start putting it on that irritation and just covering it in your mind, covering it in your heart, covering it in your spirit, and pretty soon that irritation is going to be like you are to God, a great prize, a pearl of great price. Last verse, James. Well, James, we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. But how do you come perfect? Through sufferings. That's just the way God does it. That's, he knows what we need. He sees our hearts. You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. You can look at this world and you can see the, the people and the kids and the young and the old. It doesn't matter what age. But people just seem to not appreciate much anymore. You know, the cell phones they have, $1,000 cell phones, color TVs, 
Our kids don't even watch TV anymore. It used to be, stop watching that TV. You know, kids and TV. That was me growing up. Our group, our, you know, TV. Now they just look at this. But, but the thing is, is they have no idea how good they have it. Because they never went through any real poverty. And even when they went through poverty, they still had everything they needed. And, and you look at the, our, the generation before us, the greatest generation they call them, during the Depression, when you had one potato to feed the family. I remember my mom telling me how she would cry because she had no food to feed the family. There was, was four of us at the time. And we would, she would have hot dogs and, and scrambled eggs. It was like the greatest meal in the world. I loved it. And that's all she had, so that's what she made. And she's crying, and I'm like, yes, hot dogs again, you know? And uh, we don't, the people today have so much, and yet we appreciate so little. And, and you know, and the truth of the matter is because we don't really suffer for Jesus. We don't. And I, I would rather learn, have knowledge of what the Bible says, and start to make myself happy in Jesus start to make myself merry and have a good countenance and start to allow the grace of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, the truth of God enter into my heart and me just whistle Dixie down the road. Amen. Just be like a little kid would have no, no, not a care in the world because my father's got all of it taken care of. My father's, he's going to take care of it tomorrow. He's going to take care of next week. All my trust is faith in him. What do I have to do is just sing happy birthday to Raven. That's all I got to do. Go buy an ice cream cone and, and, and whistle. It's like people are scorners. and Hey, what about this and the government and this and Joe Biden and we got Donald Trump going. And we got, and you can do that all day you want. Uh, not me. I'm going to look at, I got Anton here. Man. Look at him. His white shirt looks like the guy on the old uh, Miami Vice, doesn't he? He's looking good. You got Joe back there in a suit and tie on a Wednesday night. Come on. Got Brian Renaissance here with his wife. Got little Tobmeister here. I got three of the most beautiful granddaughters. I could go on and on. I got everything to be happy for. Got Heathers in the room. Bunch of Heathers, feathers. Look what it says in um, 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. But the God of all grace... Amen? Grace is good, isn't it? Who has called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. How do you get that? Irritation. How do you get that? A little bit of suffering. I'll tell you right now, I, there's people out there that are really suffering, like those poor children she talked about. I didn't hear about it. It just breaks my heart. And you know what all I did when we were there? I prayed for their families and for them and, and God to do something great. But my point is, is I can't look at other people's sufferings because I'll be damned. But what I can look at is what my blessings are and the treasures that I have. And the treasures that I have, if I was really rich and powerful, what do we always say? I'd help that person. I'd help this person. I'd help that, right? And we always say that. If I hit the, I hit, how many times I heard, if I hit the lottery, Pastor, I'm buying this church for you. I hit the lottery. The church is getting the first millions. Like, I always hear that. First of all, God doesn't want you to gamble anyway. But the truth of the matter is, is I have treasure beyond money. I have real treasure. I have grace beyond measure. I have mercy beyond measure. I have love beyond measure. I have been given so much by God. And God says, give it out. Don't, you know, you say it's money you give out. Why don't you give out what God's given you? What has God given us, people? Much grace, much mercy, much love. 
much forgiveness. Come on, you know it, right? Is that treasure in you or do you get nothing but trouble? If you got trouble, that's what you're going to give out. If you got treasure, why don't you give some of that out? Amen? Amen. So I want to say, but in James 1, 4, it says, let patience, talk about patience, have her perfect work that you may be perfect. Patience. Tribulation worketh patience. Amen? And I'll tell you right now, we all could use a little patience. And we could all, we could all just give out what God's given us. Let's, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Almighty God in heaven, Father, in the name of Jesus we come to you. We take and hold on to Jesus. He is our treasure. He is the greatest treasure known to any man. The Son of God, God's own Son given to me. I gladly receive you, Jesus, with all open arms and a heart open. And I am so grateful that you would give me of yourself. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. By, by loving me and, and giving me your heart and giving me your soul and giving me your spirit and giving me your blood even and your body even, giving me your word and giving me my, your brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, your children. Lord, you do nothing but give and give and give. Forgive me when I'm a scorner. Forgive me when I'm ungrateful. But thank you, Lord, for the love that you is always in you and thank you for the mercy and the grace. Lord, thank you for the message tonight and thank you that I can see the things that irritate me. I need to put that mother of pearl on there. I need to ha- secrete my own nurse. <laughs> Let's just say, call it nice. I need to be nice to those who irritate me. I need to be nice to those that make me angry. I need to be nice to those that persecute me. And may they see the treasure that you've given me and may their hearts be touched and may they come and trust in you as well. Thank you so much. Please be with our families. Be with Raven on her wonderful birthday. Be with Brother Brian, and may he just spoil her. I just thank you for all that came tonight. Look favorably upon them and bless them. Help Michelle to get those those people out of her home. I pray help those, Lord, who have cancer and need healing. Help those, Lord, who are dealing with drugs and alcohol problems. Deliver them from it. But Lord, I pray you save those souls that we care about and that we love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.